Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year, book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. We have another life study of Genesis full of enjoyment before us, and also before us today, or before me at least, is Dick Taylor. Dick, how are you today? Oh, I'm good today, Chris. Well, I'm glad that you're here because we have another message today giving us the manifestations of maturity in life as we see in Jacob. Today, this maturity is going to be revealed in his prophesying with blessings. This was his speakings to his sons at the end of his life. Say a little bit about the matter of prophesying. To understand prophesying, Chris, it really helps to have a clear view of God's economy. God's economy is his plan, his purpose, to dispense himself as life and everything into man so that he could gain in humanity an expression of himself. He does this by speaking. Prophesying is mainly to speak for God and to speak forth God. But there are many misconceptions about prophesying. Many uh, just understand prophesying as predicting something in the future or foretelling something. This is not necessarily wrong, but the main usage of prophecy and prophesying in the Bible is mainly related to speaking for God and speaking forth God, which matches God's desire. He wants to dispense himself into man, and he does this through the speaking of many men who are filled with him. So for this, all of us need to be full of God. In this message, we see Jacob is a man who became full of God so that he could prophesy, and his prophecy ends up becoming the word that fills the whole Old Testament and the whole New Testament. Anyone who reads this word receives God into them. Thank you, Dick. It is an oft misunderstood term, and we do need the clarification to really get the full picture from our life study today. That's right, we do. Let's join Witness Lee with today's life study. Tonight, we are getting on another manifestation of Jacob's maturity. This is the prophesying with blessing. To prophesy, we know this quite well, but probably we don't know anything to prophesy with blessing. In the whole Bible, there's only nearly this one chapter that reveals to us a prophecy with blessing. Why we say Prophesying is a manifestation of maturity. Speaking reveals where you are. Speaking reveals how you are. A little babe just couldn't speak. So young. But a grandpa speaks. Right away, you realize that is an old folk. 
And a young man speaks, you know, that is a youth. Speaking not only represents your age, but also represents what kind of person you are. You know, if you are a quick person, you could never speak slowly. If you are a slow person, I tell you, you could never speak so swiftly. If you are a high person, you could never have low speaking. Sorry to say, if I am a low person, I could never get on the higher level in my speaking. Speaking actually represents people. Now, let me relate to you Jacob's speakings. According to record, Jacob firstly spoke in chapter 25. That was such a word. Sell me your birthright. Jacob may have said a lot of things, but according to record in the Bible, this is the first word of Jacob. Sell your birthright to me. Because that was Jacob's hard desire. He had been waiting for such a chance. And that day the chance came. He opened up his mouth, sell me your birthright. Then in chapter 27, oh, Jacob spoke a lot. And the first sentence was that, I am your firstborn son. A lie. And his father checked with him. Then, after the checking, the father said, My, the voice, Jacob's voice, but the hand uh, is outside. Then, Isaac asked, Are you really my son? And Jacob said, Yes! You just consider what can speak in this. A lie. Altogether a falsehood. Then in chapter 30 and chapter 31 and chapter 32, there are some speakings of Jacob. You read it. My, full of self-interest, self-ambition, self-gain. Nothing but self. That was Jacob speaking. Even today, if we have such a brother, we would doubt whether this brother has been regenerated or not. <laughs> then in 35, Jacob's speaking changed. In other words, Jacob's speaking very much was like a regenerated person speaking. It was from chapter 35, Jacob began to speak as a child of God. Then you know the story. If you read chapters like 43, you can see Jacob didn't have much speaking. He didn't speak much. I tell you, if we are growing in life, 
First thing, our speaking changes in nature, in its characteristic. And eventually, you have to realize our speaking will be very much reduced. The more you grow, the more you wouldn't speak. Dick, I believe we both enjoyed this section very much. Our speaking really does reveal a lot about us, doesn't it? It sure does. If we're a, a child, we just speak like a child. If we're an adult, we speak like an adult. So what and where we are and who we are is revealed definitely by our speaking. I'd like to ask you to comment on a couple of points here. First, I think we see a real change in the way that Jacob speaks from his early days up to, say, chapter 35. That's true. And now how he speaks in chapter 49. What does this change reveal? This change reveals that by the growth in life, our speaking changes. Just to review real quickly, in chapter 25, Jacob said, Sell me your birthright. In chapter 27, he was a deceitful liar. In 29 through 32, we see Jacob speaking again, full of self-interest, full of self-ambition, full of self-gain. In 33, he said to Esau, my Lord, that was just a performance. He said that only because he was scared to death that Esau was going to slaughter him. But then in 35, we see a change. He hears the news of the loss of Joseph. Because of this, he becomes much more quiet. In 47, we see another indicator of his speaking. Here he blesses Pharaoh. Just a short word, but speaking God with the riches of God, even to bless the ruler of the world at that time, Pharaoh. And in 49, the chapter that we're in today, we see this weighty, weighty prophesying that is full of the riches of God, indicating that by the growth in life, our speaking changes. And Jacob is a real clear picture of this, that as we mature in life, our speaking becomes more and more weighty, less and less full of the self, and more and more full of God himself. Dick, comment on Witness Lee's additional point, that the older we get, the less we have to say. This is exactly what happened with Jacob. He had a lot to say initially, but at the very end, he said very little. For example, when he heard the good news about uh, Joseph being alive, it says his uh, heart was numb, his spirit was revived. He didn't say a lot. Maybe in the early days, he would have said a lot. He would have just run off at the mouth, but he didn't say too much. Whatever he did say at this point in time in his maturity in life was always a dispensing of God with all the riches of God. That's wonderful speaking. Let's rejoin Witness Lee. If you are going to have such a prophesying word with blazing, you must know God. And you must know God's heart. And you must know God's purpose. My, this is not so easy. You must know God. You must know his heart, desire, and you must know his purpose. If you read this chapter of Jacob's prophesying blessing, you could see God is revealed here. 
God's desire is revealed here. God's purpose is revealed here. And I have to tell you, <clears throat> the Old Testament and the New Testament are all together the full development of this chapter. In other words, the whole Bible is the development of Jacob's word here. Now you can see, my, it's really profound, it's really deep, and it's really rich. The number two, you need to know the real situation of every person involved. If you read this chapter, you can see, my, Jacob has a thorough view concerning every one of his 12 sins. The number three, I know God, I know God's heart, I know God's purpose, and I know your situation. But if I am poor, what can I do? What can I give? I have nothing to give. Here is a dear one who is so pure, so thorough, so absolute for God. This dear one is worth some blessing. But if I am poor, what can blessing I can give him? But here you can see a person full of the riches. There was no liking of riches. We must have the riches that we can give people as blessing. Number four, if I know God, I know the situation, and I have the riches, yet my spirit is not that strong, active. While he was dying, Jacob gave this word. I'm afraid many Christians, when they are dying, not only their physical body was so weak, even their whole being. You see? They don't have the spirit to exercise, to uh, prophesy something, to bless others. So by this you can see, to do such a work, you need the knowledge of God. You need the knowledge of the situation. You need the riches of God. And you need a strong spirit. Yes, by this time, in chapter 49 of Genesis Jacob was dying physically, but he was vigorous spiritually. In his body, he was dying, but in his spirit, he was vigorous. Dick, a lot of wonderful points here are related to Jacob's ability to bless others. But let's focus on how an old man on his deathbed could have such a spirit to bless. His spirit was much strengthened, despite his weak physical condition, wasn't it? It sure was. And this indicates that he had been exercising his spirit over a period of time. He was turned from the outward things eventually to the crucial part of his being, his spirit. We want to be those who are strong in our spirit. I remember when I first met this dear brother, Witness Lee. I'd been a Christian already for 11 years, and I looked at this brother, and he was much smaller than I am in stature, 
and I'm sure not as strong outwardly. But as I considered, I realized, wow, this brother, because of his exercising his spirit for many years and growing in the divine life, his spirit was so strong. And even the older he got, his spirit still remained strong and even became stronger, even to the point when he passed away this year. I was so touched that his spirit remained strong right to the very end. And when I first saw him, I realized I was an 11-year-old Christian, but I felt like I was an infant with spiritual diapers on. And this caused me to realize I need to become a person who is strong in the right part of my being, and that's in my spirit. This requires a lot of exercise daily, calling on the Lord, Lord, I love you, exercising to pray with him and to pray read his word so that spiritual atrophy doesn't set in. You know, with a muscle, if you don't use it, it just becomes flab. In a sense, spiritually, we can be like that. If we have no exercise, we go through our daily life, but we don't turn to him, we don't turn to the Lord, and open to the Lord, and exercise our spirit and our speaking to the Lord, then eventually we're very much a weak person in the spirit. So I hope that all of us who are listening to this broadcast would be those who have a desire, Lord, strengthen me into my spirit. Thank you, Dick. Let's rejoin Witness Lee. We have a conclusion ahead. No other prophecy that needs the whole Bible to develop. At least we will spend another three or four messages to cover this prophecy. Then you will see, my, what a profound, a deep, high prophecy this is. Yet, this was not spoken by a prophet. This was not spoken by a gifted person. He was altogether not gifted. He was not gifted. Yet, he was constituted. He was constituted with God. Not with gifts. Not with utterance. Even not with function. He was constituted with God. He was infused, saturated, permeated thoroughly with God. So eventually, whatever he says, that is God's word. Whatever Jacob heard in chapter 49 of Genesis was God's word. It was his opinion. You are my firstborn son, yet you couldn't have the birthright because you have been defiled. This is very much. Jacob's opinion. Here is a man filled, constituted, permeated, even organized with God. Whatever he feels, that's God's thought. You see, whatever he expresses, that's God's opinion. So his opinion becomes God's opinion. And hear ye sons of Jacob. Gather yourself together and hear ye sons of Jacob. To Israel your father. Very meaningful. 
The begetting father was Jacob. Natural man. A man in the flesh. But now the speaking father was an Israel. All of them born of a father who was in the flesh. A supplanter. A liar. But the blessing father, the prophesying father, is no more a Jacob, but an Israel. We all have to realize Jacob, by the name Israel, was fully permeated and saturated, even constituted, organized with God. He was one with God. So whatever he spoke, was God's utterance. And it is here you have the prophecy permeated with blessing. Spiritually, divinely knowledgeable. He knows every situation of every sin of his. And he has all the riches to match all the needs. For him to prophesy. So he can put forth a prophecy permeated with all kinds of blessing. No mistake, no darkness, no vanity. I tell you, this is a deep, a rich prophecy permeated with blessing. Dick, to me, a very striking point in this message is that we have for weeks now been engrossed in all of the dealings that Jacob experienced, all the sufferings and all the trials. But now, what a different picture. We see a person, as Witness Lee describes, constituted, permeated, saturated, and even reorganized with God. What kind of person is this? Aren't these good words? Oh, wonderful. Constituted, permeated, saturated, and even reorganized with God. What kind of person is this? Well, ultimately, Jacob was a kind of person that was not just outwardly gifted, but he was God-constituted. You know, a good picture of this also is in the New Testament in Paul's spiritual experience in 1 Corinthians 7. In 1 Corinthians 7, he's talking about marriage Verse 10, he says, But to the married I charge, not I, but the Lord. Verse 12, But to the rest I say, I, not the Lord. Then in verse 25, Paul says, Now concerning virgins, I have no commandment of the Lord, but I give my opinion as one who has been shown mercy by the Lord to be faithful. Eventually, when you read these three verses, you realize, Who is speaking? Is this the Lord? Is this Paul? Is this his opinion? Is this the Lord speaking or what? This indicates a person who has been constituted with God, saturated with God, permeated with God, reorganized with God, not somebody who is so boastful and confident that I know that every single word that comes out of my mouth is the speaking of God. So you better listen. No, it's a man who's been constituted, saturated, permeated, and filled up with God. So this just indicates and shows us in a clear way in the New Testament what Jacob was like in the Old Testament. He was uh, constituted, permeated, saturated, even reorganized with God. 
So his speaking and God speaking were just one, to the point where he could speak a blessing prophecy with all the riches of God. Don't you want to be like this? I do. Why don't we just pray? Lord, make me such a person who's mature in the divine life. Amen. You have been listening to the Life Study of Genesis with Witness Lee. If you would like more information about this program, then please call 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Or write to Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. You can also send us email at radio at lsm.org. For a free download of this program, or to find more information, visit us online at lsm.org. If you've enjoyed what you've heard from this Life Study of Genesis, then we encourage you to freely distribute this program. It's available in MP3 format. Again, it can be downloaded from lsm.org free of charge.